0: Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. And besides that, he's really weird. Welcome to The Mark Gunger Show with international marriage speaker and author of Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, Mark Gunger. This is your source for practical, down to earth marriage advice without all the over spiritualization or romantic nonsense. And now, the host of The Mark Gunger Show, Mark Gunger.
1: With delirious joy, they've joined the Mark Gunger Show—the show that deals with all things concerning
2: Mowage.
1: Mowage. I am, of course, your host, the one the only Mark Gunger. Joining me, as always, the very lovely and charming. That's me. Di- <laughs> That's me, Diane Briarly and amazing Philip James Gunger. <laughs>
3: Those are the only people cheering. <laughs> Both fans me both and, fans. me and
1: Diane, <laughs> and Diane. Uh, engineering the show is always the very lovely uh, the very lovely. lovely
2: he's lovely he's not so lovely
3: <laughs> the very talented but <laughs> I don't know Timmy you're lovely today TB Army <laughs> ASAP. <laughs>
1: The creepy Timothy Robert Ray pushing buttons, twisting knobs, and trying to stay awake during the production of this show. This is the show that handles your marital challenges, relational conundrums, and dating dilemmas that you can email to us at askaskandmarkgunger.com. Here's how the show works. The show uh, handles subjects of any variety whatsoever, hence the warning at the beginning of the show. Since this is a show overwhelmingly about marriage, and since marriage is fundamentally a sexual arrangement. There's a lot of talk about sex. It is what it is. If you don't like talks about sex, then don't listen to the show. It's very, very simple, okay? Uh, now, you get to send us an email about anything. Remain totally anonymous. In exchange for that anonymity, we are brutally honest. This is a show where we do not take into account at all. Clearly, if you've listened to the show, You know, this is true. We don't care how people feel. Your feelings are of no interest to us. We don't even factor it in the least. We just want to tell you what we think. That's all, okay? That's why nobody knows who you are. In most of Christianity today, everything is filtered by feelings. They won't tell you anything for fear that it might make you feel sad. Seriously, I'm convinced we're creating a generation of psychopaths hmm. Jesus did not go. Apparently, I missed that verse where Jesus said, Go into the world and create psychopaths. You know what a psychopath is? It's someone who does something and they don't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. They don't feel bad. If they can take a cat and fry it. <sighs> they don't feel bad. No, they're psychopaths. No, I know, I know.
2: They torture they animals, animals, they kill yeah.
1: people, they're, they're, they're psychopaths yes. because they have no sense of guilt at all. And best as I can tell, the overwhelmingly biggest chunk of Christendom today is trying to create psychopaths don't want anybody to feel bad about have anything. Have no guilt, no shame. No guilt, no shame. No remorse. No guilt and no shame. Regret. No guilt and shame. Right, i will talk to the pastor later. Lately. I don't want any guilt and shame. Really? I'm under the a very odd opinion that if you do something guilty, you should feel guilty. Mm-hmm. If you does do something shameful, I don't know. How about you feel shameful? Now, you can come to God and ask for forgiveness. Great. And I know the church has been where well, you go to their legalistic church and they make you feel guilt and shame about things that are not biblical at all. Right. Okay? You know, like you wearing dealy bobs around your neck. I shouldn't wear jewelry. But jewelry, because that's not making you feel guilty and shame. Okay, that I get. But I'm talking basic Christian morality. You start breaking the rules. Yeah, there should be a degree of guilt and shame. In fact, the Bible says godly sorrow leads to repentance. No wonder people don't repent today. No, it feels bad because Christian pastors don't want anybody to feel bad. It just irritates me to know why. So I know we don't care about your feelings. We're going to tell you what we think is the truth. Whether or not it's the truth, you can argue with us. That's fair.
3: You couldn't get past the intro without preaching.
1: (laughs) I'm a preacher. Praise God. Shut up over there. Preach it. Now, if we like what you have to say, we will celebrate it. If not, we will castigate you. Three versions of castigation. If we think you need to be awakened from your delusions, you'll get your head stuffed in the toilet and get a swirly. If we think you're crazy, you'll get the go button. And if you ramble with too many unnecessary, unconnected details, there's a hair. Floating on I got it uh, If too many Unrelated <laughs> 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 details like I have the attention span <laughs> I do I'm like a cat <laughs> you're So weird
3: it's All that LSD
1: <laughs> so those, All that LSD I took When I was a teenager If uh, too many unrelated details Like half of this monologue You will get The chicken Get all three You're officially crazy
2: I need the chicken button Just to hit when you get going <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Marky, too much chicken going on. (laughs) Uh, Okay,
1: Okay. what do you got there? Nancy loves me. At
2: least somebody does. She's
1: my backup wife.
2: There are no backup waves. <laughs> Nobody wants you. Get it through your head. That You'll be the a lot heavier. Show. We're still laughing
1: from the last show. I, look, we have so many limited things to think about around here. Okay. It's hard to shake something. All okay. right, what do you got?
2: Just a warning for those of you who are squeamish that do not want to hear about female orgasms. Now is the time to turn off the podcast. Turn off the show. Sorry. Turn off the TV. Yeah, yeah if you're go Christian, away. If
1: you're a Talk Christian broadcaster and, and you're opposed to anyone talking about
3: body parts and stuff... Now Someone quick run into the control room and
1: <laughs> turn the off breaker. the program. Hit the break. Ah!
3: Do we have other code words we can use for each of these? Because I think that would be hilarious. Uh, oh, that uh, would I'm be funny. I'm you sure should have gotten, gotten with I me before have. we hit we the air that We should
2: have done pre-production.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we never do
2: pre-production. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't.
3: <laughs> that would
1: require a thing. Diane does. She's, I do. She's the only one that actually works on this show.
2: <laughs> All right. That's do true.
3: Got? Okay. The Wahoo Bingo. Well, the
2: for years, women right. have often declared they can either orgasm through sex or foreplay. But new research suggests that we may all have been wrong. There is no such thing as a vaginal orgasm. So for all of the cosmopolitan when, and
1: Mademoiselle, when I, when I said that to my wife, she was,
0: what are you talking about?
1: Here, here's what we're talking about. That What they've claimed is that somewhere inside the woman... Is a magic spot? They call it the G spot, the G spot, or some magical spot. And if you can hit that magical spot, that and people have literally gone out of their way trying to find oh, this yeah. magical spot. They've okay. done
2: like um, biopsies and things of women trying to find where the tissue is different or yeah. something. Trying yes. to look. Yes, I mean at it's this.
1: been out of control, and this has been really undisputed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't really think any different until I saw the study. But all of a sudden, things made sense to me. 'Cause that's where they say, well, you can also do, you know, anal sex with a woman because it somehow it still gets close to that spot mm-hmm. and that's a apparently according to the studies that they've really looked at this now, it doesn't exist. There's no such thing as that. The reason well, I enjoy vaginal sex is because of the tissues around it that are being stimulated. It's not some magic spot up inside of you. No. It's the clitoral stimulation yes. the, the
2: that whole area, that, uh, right there, that wax area. On, wax off, That area. That
1: area is yes. what makes it happen. Yes. Okay? So if
2: that's not getting the proper stimulation, you are not getting, an, going to achieve an orgasm. Exactly. And
1: they said something in the study, which surprised me. They said, any woman can achieve an orgasm. Yes. If that area is properly stimulated. Yes. The reason why a lot of women don't experience orgasms yes. is because that's not. He just... But the most women cannot will not Brace yourself, Margaret, you
3: know, and he's in there all the yeah. way and whatever
1: and waiting for this magic. And thing.
2: Penetration alone.
1: Yeah. It's not it doesn't happen with the penetration alone. That's the point yes. of it. Which I think is a fabulous, amazing study, because it really blows away all the stuff they said about porn mm-hmm. and flipping the girl upside down and doing all the other weird things that they want to do because they think, oh, it can still all happen. They're lying to you. It can't happen. It doesn't happen. And according to this big study, all of it is baloney. And I, you know, I actually, I was thrilled when I saw this study, because I think this will help a lot of people. They're all chasing something. The whole problem with porn and everything else is it's constantly getting people to chase something that doesn't exist. And it has people bored with normal sex, and they're dissatisfied with normal sex, because they're trying to find something that someone somewhere told them, there's something somewhere, you know, and they're doing all these weird things. It doesn't work.
2: Well, they do all these weird things in these positions that aren't even getting close to the places on a woman's body that need to have the stimulation, and then they're wondering why she can't achieve an orgasm. Well, because you're not in the right place. That's exactly right. You're not and in the right place.
1: We could get a lot more graphic, but we won't. Yes. Location, <laughs> location, location.
2: That's exactly right.
1: It's just the point of this study, I'm just telling you, this whole porn thing and all the sexual revolution, these G-spots, these magic things here and the other and all the weird alternate versions of sex are baloney. It's all baloney. That's all I got to say about that.
0: All right. We will take a break and come back with your emails right after this. Have a marriage dilemma? Email your questions to ask at markgunger.com and Mark can answer them during one of our shows.
1: On the Mark Gunger show talking about love, marriage, and relationships. Mark Gunger, Diane Briley, and Phil Gunger. Hey, I want to go back to an email that yes. we ended a previous show with. Yes. I think it was the last show.
2: You wanted to revisit. Yeah, this read email. This money, yeah. She says a couple of ladies and I are discussing how frequently we are required to have sex with our spouse. We are trying to determine what is biblically required of marital relations. If our spouse desires relations daily, are we biblically required to fulfill that?
1: Okay. And uh we didn't really talk about it much, but I just wanted to come back to it and clarify. There's there's two parts where where Paul talks about sex I think get really misquoted. One is where he says, the marriage bed is undefiled, which I think is what the King James Version might say it that way. But uh, that's not what it says. Uh, every other translation is the marriage bed is to be kept undefiled. In other words... There's this thinking that anything can go on because Bible says, you know, marriage bed is under So you can do anything you want. And I've heard pastors quote over and over again, people ask these weird, well, what about this weird and this weird version of sex or this, well, the marriage bed is undefiled. It's okay. No, that's not what it says. It says it's supposed to be kept undefiled. If it's undefiled automatically, then call up your neighbors and have them come over for heaven's sakes. I mean, it's an absurd statement. Mm-hmm. It's grossly misquoted. The other misquote is what she's referring to. Where it says, the Bible says, a woman's body does not belong to her alone, but also to her husband. And a husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to the wife. So what she thinks, people quote, the way they quote it is what they're saying is, your body does not belong to you.
2: They forget the word alone.
1: That's what they quote. Mm -hmm. So that's what she said. Well, are we obligated to have sex every day or whatever like that? No, no, no. It doesn't belong to you alone. It still belongs to you. And by the way... His belongs to you, too, which it goes both ways. Well, I want to have sex. Really? Well, I choose to turn that off. Mm -hmm. Click, because your body also belongs to me. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? This idea that you have no control, you have no say, because they've quoted, well, a woman's body doesn't belong to her. That's not what it says. It says it doesn't belong to you alone, which means the context of it is you don't have the right just to say no to your husband all the
2: time. Nor does he have the right to say no to you. Yeah, it goes both ways.
1: You are what he goes on to say is you are supposed to fulfill your marital obligation to each other. (laughs) Kind of makes it sound like a lot of work, but (laughs) it it is the obligation. You're supposed to be sexually active with each other. That's what the Bible says. You do not have the right to ignore the sexual needs of your spouse. But nowhere in that wording is it even implied that a woman has to put out every time a guy says. There's men who quote this. Oh, I know. And they believe that they're insane. These psychodoodles going around. Well, a woman belongs. Your body belongs to me. Come on, Margaret, brace yourself. For heaven's sakes, that's not what the Bible says.
2: Oh, and she's really up for that kind of an action. Oh, yeah. Let me
3: tell you. Lay down, woman, sit still, for heaven's sakes.
2: That is not what
1: the Bible says. And it's stunning to me how many people actually quote the Bible and misquote it when they're quoting it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what another one is? is this, you don't hear too much of this anymore because we finally have gotten far enough away from this. <laughs> that, you know, even 10 years ago, 20 years ago, this big thing of roles of women. In the home and that women should not work outside the home. Hardly anybody talks about that anymore, but that was like a big deal in the eighties and you know. Uh, and they would quote Proverbs 31 and say, You're supposed to be a Proverbs 31 woman and not work outside the home. Is that you, moron? Have uh-huh. you ever read Proverbs thirty one? The whole it literally describes a woman who mm-hmm. works outside the home. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? I just one lady said, I just feel bad because I'm not being a Proverbs thirty one woman. So what do you mean? Said, well, I work outside the home. I said, have you ever read Proverbs 31? And she just looked at me.
2: She never read it. No. So let's read she it. She just heard what somebody else told her yes. about the Proverbs so we re- 31. Woman. That's why yes. you
1: people don't just, God, listen, God bless your pastors. I'm a pastor. I get it. They talk and they speak and you should listen to them. But just don't buy everything they say. Go read it for yourself. The Bible praised the Thessalonian church because they checked out what Paul said. Unlike the other guys who just took it for granted. Everything Paul said, they just believed it. But Thessalonians, not they wanted to check the scriptures to see if what he was saying was true. Which one do you think most people would praise? Today, they would praise the first guys. Mm-hmm. Well, your pastor just said it. You should believe it, not check with it. Those Thessalonians guys, they were being rebellious and they weren't. No, you're crazy. Again, people who don't know their Bibles. The Bible praised the Thessalonians because they didn't just take what Paul said. Mm-hmm. And they opened up the scriptures to see if it was true. And they thought it was true, and then boom. And the Bible says they were more noble than the rest. You don't just don't, because some nitwit tells you something. Ah, I just thought of another one. Ruth, Ruth and Boaz, yeah. all these goofy single chicks out there. I want just a divine appointment like Ruth and Really divine appointment? The whole thing was jerry-rigged by the mother-in-law. Have you read Ruth and Boaz? You people quit reading what other people say about the Bible. Read the Bible for yourself, and you won't be so goofy in your heads.
3: The echo you hear is him slamming the desk.
1: (laughs) This isn't making any sense to anybody. Hopefully. It's just amazing how many things are misquoted, and people take it, and they they don't think. They're they're like, they're ignorant. Mm -hmm. How do you tell single people not to date... And just wait for a divine, don't do anything, just wait for God to bring you that special man like Ruth and Boaz.
2: But it sounds so nice. But it's blatantly a lie! That's not what happened! But when they hear it from their pastors or their singles group leaders who are supposed to be knowledgeable, it's very easy for them to believe.
1: That's why you're not being noble. The Bible says you're being noble when you listen to what your singles leader says, and then you go read the Bible for yourself and go, nah, you're full of it. That's being more noble. It is. Not rebellious. That's being more noble. No. The Bible prays those guys for that. Check and see. Someone tells you, don't date girls. Just protect your hearts. And don't tell anybody how you feel. And just let Jesus to bring you some, just like Ruth and Boaz. Read Ruth and Boaz as a bunch of horse manure. That is not what happened. The mother-in-law, set mm-hmm. it up. Go here. Do this. Get all prettied up. Put on the perfume. You know, get all dolled up. Go sleep at his feet. She rigged the whole deal.
3: Mhm. So my wife did woke up and there she was <laughs> there sleeping she was on the floor, right on the floor at your feet.
2: Good grief! Could you imagine somebody doing that? To Proverbs
1: thirty one: Woman don't work outside of home because supposed to be a proverb. Th- really, when that blatantly talks about a woman
2: and, uh, and somebody else is who watching has her kids. and somebody stuff.
1: else is watching yeah. the kids while she's in the workplace yeah. and making stuff and selling it and doing real estate transactions. And we've quoted that telling women not to work out of the home. I mean, how stupid are people? Because they don't read the Bible. They listen to what somebody else tells them. And then these ladies, and there's the reason I wanted to come back to this, because I know there are millions of Christian women who struggle with this, because some dummy is quoting to them saying, your body does not belong to yours. That is not what it says. It says it just doesn't belong just to you. You have to share it with him. Mm-hmm. But there's a concept of shared, shared. If we share the Bible head, we have to share it. I mean, you get it all the time. Wait, give me that bobblehead. You have a say. We're sharing. You've told your children to share. What happens when you tell your children to share? It means you don't always get your way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody gets their way all the time. That's what. That's all Paul was saying. You have to share. It doesn't mean you can just say I'm never gonna have sex at all. Mm-hmm. But to take what Paul said about sharing, and to put it in the context that a woman has to put out every time her husband says, it, is blatant baloney. Read your Bibles. All right, now I'm all irritated.
3: Take Make a break. Your Bible, pray every day. Grow, grow, grow. Or I'll get ticked off. All right,
1: let's take a break. We'll be back with more ramblings right after this.
0: Download your free Mark Gunger app today to see all of the latest from the world of Mark Gunger. As much I know, if we're going to change the world around us, it's not up to the politicians, it's for every one of us. When we take pride on the street which we live, we'll open up the doors that once were was... Are you listening?
1: Are, are you listening to the Mark Gunter Show? Obviously you are. <laughs> How are you going hear me say that? The music of Jimmy Bratcher, The Electric Riff. Check out his music at jimmybratcher.com.
2: Okay. All right. She's wondering, oh, by the way, she addressed this Dear Diane, Goofy, and Donald, so take that for what it's worth, boys.
1: <laughs> Dear Diane, Goofy, and Goofy, and, and Donald. Donald. Mm -hmm. I presume I'm goofy. How's he Donald?
2: I don't know. All right. Uh, She says, I was wondering when the honeymoon phase ends. I have been married for almost three years. We have a toddler and just bought a house. I hear other women at work saying how irritating their spouses are, and sometimes they can't stand them. I will admit, (laughs) with a baby, I have felt twinges of hate, but who doesn't feel that way while living on two hours of sleep at a time? Anyway, Are
1: they they friends with Debbie Gunger? (laughs) No way. Oh, okay. I that's she heard that from.
2: Anyway, I'm still crazy about my hubby and just wondered if I should really expect it to end. I would love to hear Mark's take on the famed honeymoon phase.
3: What do you care? <laughs> if
1: you're enjoying your life, just enjoy it.
2: Well, she wants to know if it's going to come to an end.
1: Not if you do everything right. No. Now, what does she mean by the honeymoon? I mean, you know, what does she mean by that? If you're talking the crazy, passionate, sex-filled, who can't wait to touch each other every five seconds, that's usually what people mean by that. The yes,
2: honeymoon phase. That does go away.
1: That, you know, if it doesn't,
3: good for you. <laughs> I think that's
1: awesome. Well, you
2: actually have to do something in life at some point. <laughs> you have to, you know? You <laughs> gotta go to work. You gotta go to work. You have to clean the house. You have kids. You have can't to take care of keep having sex
1: every them. five seconds. My ear's freaking out here. What's happening here? I'm going crazy. Anyway. But no, I mean, so that's usually what it means. Not the fact that you don't like each other. I still like my wife. We've been married
3: 41 years.
1: That honeymoon of we can't wait to grab each other and rip our clothes off, that's been a while. (laughs) Dang it.
2: Dang it anyway. So uh, anyway, enough on that. So your opinion of the honeymoon phase is...
1: I don't think she knows what that means. She assumes that that, well, she's talking about people, her friends don't like their spouse. Yeah. Well, then they got problems. Yeah. You can't stand your spouse. My earpiece totally broke or something. It just there.
2: pushes back in. Is that what it is? Can you hear with one for now?
1: I
3: can.
2: We're close but to I the have, break.
3: But I, I have easily distracted her.
2: Yes, <laughs> my, you are. It's the rest okay. of the
3: show now. Yeah, okay, go ahead.
2: Okay, I'm trying to find one we can get in here before we have to hit the bottom of the break, but we'll start it and you'll have to finish of music. The is, music's playing right or now. Okay. I, I can
1: hear you I can, can hear do it. the one here.
2: I can't hear because the two of you are talking. I do have They're the no one idea. here. Okay, so we'll save it until the other side of the break then.
1: All right. There you are. are these supposed
2: to pop out? Yes. Why? I don't know, but mine do when I put them back in. So.
3: We're not that supposed to glue them in or something?
2: No, I don't think so. Now, we're even, you now
3: we're even having the tech meeting. We're having a production video. meeting. Production tech. Anyway, all right. Well, so, what's our next email about? Without actually reading it, give us a, a hint.
2: Um, what's coming up about after the break? About marrying someone that is not of the same faith. How's that? All right.
1: Right after the break, marry someone not of the faith. Stick around. We'll be back right after this.
0: Caution: The Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience.
3: Like the mocha down in Boca. <laughs> A corner blend in Monterey. But give me the flavor that I prefer to savor. Give me my loaf that latte. Sometimes it may be hard to handle. Sometimes it keeps me up at night. So smooth, so rich, so steaming. It just warms me up inside.
1: <laughs> the music of Michael O'Brien singing about casino. his coffee. <laughs>
2: Makes me want coffee now. Come on.
1: <laughs> you are listening to and are watching the Mark Gunger Show talking about love, marriage, and relationships, answering your emails along with uh, Diane Brierly and Phil Gunger.
2: What do you got? Okay, she says I am a single 35 year old virgin, never married, mm-hmm. have been in love with this guy for six years. <laughs> Four months ago, His wife died from cancer, leaving three children. She's been in love with him while he's... She's in the backup. All right. Uh, He is Muslim. That's the backup... There's the There's that backup. backup wife right there. Okay. Well, I asked her what that means about being in love with him. She says, we used to be best friends and love each other. They have not had an affair. She okay, did okay, clarify good, that. Good, 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 good. Okay. He is Muslim. I am a Christian believer. Uh-huh. He is Muslim by name only, not believing at all in Islam. Is it right to do this or wrong? Am I putting myself in trouble? I am finding it so hard not to believe that God permitted his wife's death to bring us together for certain purposes. Just the idea of not having him in my life and walking away. Is killing me. Please advise and help.
1: You're in a bad place. Okay, the Bible is very clear that you should not marry someone who is not a believer. Just the fact that he's not a believer in something else isn't enough. You should marry, a Christian should always marry another, a devout Christian should always marry another devout Christian. It's very clear. The fact that you've, I don't, does she claim to be a devout Christian? Well, she uh,
2: said that she's a Christian believer. Okay,
1: if you are, you have no business marrying someone who's not a believer. It's just that. Simple. Well, she
2: thinks that God has arranged this, so she God did not believe knock in off God. the other
1: wife so you could have a shot at him. Okay, people live in just an absolute delusional world. Mm-hmm. They think everything that happens is it's about them. Yeah, everything is about them. God orchestrated this just for me? Yeah, that bird died, and God must be telling tell me something. No, the bird was old, <laughs> or the cat got it had nothing to do with you, okay? Well, it rained today. God must be telling me something. No, it just rained, okay? Not Everything's not about you, and the moon doesn't really follow you when you drive at night. I know you think it does. People, I think they actually think when they wake up, mm-hmm. the sun's just waiting for them. Just for me. <laughs> if they slept in, the sun wouldn't rise. <laughs> so you're in a bad place, seriously. Uh, first of all, I don't th- know that you know what love even means, you why do you have these strong affections for someone who's not a follower of Christ anyway your, your faith is messed up you really really is you're a nice lady I'm sure you're a nice lady and you mean well but number one God didn't kill the, old, the other chick so you could take the spot and uh, you should not no you should not uh, step into this man's life you need to get a life you know I don't know why you're 35 and still single or what the deal is
3: uh, but yeah, um, she's been in love with this guy for
1: six years. How do you years.
2: be say you're in love with somebody? I, I guess I fail to understand. She doesn't does she know what that means? How do you in love with somebody <laughs> that you're not actually sharing a life with or having a relation? How do you say you're in love? Well,
1: I can understand that because virtually every woman that meets me is in love with you is immediately. I don't know. what the, I don't know. I
2: think it's just like a movie version, some crazy delusional.
1: She likes the guy.
2: I know, but in love with?
1: I don't know. You know, it depends on what version of love we are. The Bible even I talks guess. about people who loved each other. Well, was in, who's the guy who worked for seven years for? Jacob. Is, Jacob. My brain's not working today. Uh, you know, worked for?
2: For, for Rachel. Rachel. But they gave him Leah.
1: And then he gets, for seven years, yeah. they give him the other chick. Yeah. Then he works another seven years. Yeah. Why? Because the Bible says he loved her. Well, how could he love her? They, he he clearly obviously didn't know her well enough that in the middle of the night when he's having <laughs> sex with Leah,
2: he didn't know to that realize was it
1: her. wasn't Rachel. So I guess you can love from some level I from guess, a distance.
2: I don't know. It's just foreign to my way of
1: thinking. Well, I mean, I would agree with you the way that we view love, but there's people that once they think they love, they love. But the, but it doesn't matter how you feel, which is a whole another point. Uh, Christianity is not about doing what you feel. If anything, Christianity is teaching you how to live by your faith despite how you feel. Sometimes you can feel something very inappropriate. You know, well, what do you do? Nothing. Well, I really feel this way. <laughs> Nothing. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you feel because it's people of faith. That's why a lot of people who are addicts, are convinced, especially Christian ones who are still struggling with their addictions, are convinced that they, because they feel it, they must do it. Mm-hmm. Something has been said in their head. It's part of our culture. If you feel it, you have to do it. And you don't have to do it. Someone says, well, I feel attracted to someone of the same sex. What do I do? Nothing. It doesn't matter how you feel. See, and in our secular culture, they'd have a fit here and there. Yeah. Well, if you feel it, you got to do it. No, you don't. Well, you have
2: to follow your heart.
1: No. Your heart will get you in all kinds of trouble. So well, I feel like having sex with somebody else's wife. I, I really feel like I love them.
2: Well, they okay? do.
1: Well, they, they they do, okay. But what do you do? Nothing. You don't do it. You don't act on what you feel. Your feelings do not determine your life. What she's doing is she's using her feelings as her standard for her behavior and what she should do with her life.
2: And then projecting that God must be accommodating her feelings. By
1: killing off the other chick. So but that's your problem. You're not living by the Bible. If you say you're truly a Christian, you have to live by what God says about your life. And how to live your life. It doesn't matter how you feel. But I really love this guy. Okay, for the sake of argument, I say you truly do. Let's say you love him more than you've loved anybody, that you love him more than any woman has ever loved any man since the beginning of time. Let's say that. Still doesn't matter. You don't marry the guy. Why? He's not a believer because Christians are not supposed to marry unbelievers. It's just that simple. You might, you know how many people have sex with their boyfriends because they think, well, we love each other? It doesn't matter. Because the Bible is very clear, you're not supposed to fornicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but we love, it doesn't matter because they're key, that's the problem with our whole culture.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: People are not living by their faith. They're not living by the scriptures. And people, in fact, more and more are discounting the scriptures. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me, Not you know I, I get so disturbed when I read about some of the. I won't mention any names, but pastors and organizations who are reevaluating their, their values of what's morally right or wrong based on what the culture is doing. It doesn't matter what the culture is doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're trying to. Yeah. We're trying to reconcile what the Bible says with what the culture is asking of. It
2: doesn't matter how to make it relevant. <laughs> You're not trying to make in, light in morality
1: relevant.
2: For heaven's sakes,
3: feels over there. Looking like we're no, crazy. No, no, my phone like just talked to me. <laughs> it talked to you. It did it. Did it not? Just I just it looked at Nancy and it's like yes. It just talked. to did you. Did it me. get up and dance too? I don't know. You could, to... you could be hallucinating. Thank Did you. Did it tell you that he so loves people you? Who heard <laughs> some lady said some word. I don't. It just. That's really, weird. I didn't hear it. That's all I ever hear is myself talking.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm self-obsessed. Anyway, the whole point of this. Here's the beauty of Christianity, guys. You don't have to do what you feel. If you can get that. By the way, I had, I've had several people who've said this has set them free. And so far, I'm one of the few guys they've ever heard say mm-hmm. that. I just met a lady uh, in Las Vegas who came up to me, and she was so nice. She listens to the show, and she says, I want you to know something. She said, I was an alcoholic and struggling with alcohol all of my life, even in the church as a Christian, the whole deal. And I heard you say, we don't have to do what we feel. She says, and it has set me free, and I have been free Ever since.
2: But does she still feel some days that she wants to drink? Well, I didn't
1: ask, but I mean, that's the assumption. She's learned it doesn't matter how you feel.
2: It doesn't matter. You might feel those things forever.
1: But see, there's people who pray, God, take away these feelings. They struggle with their addictions, and their prayer focuses on their feelings. God, take away this feeling. You know, someone who's having an inappropriate uh, relationship with another person they're not married to, you know, uh, you're committing adultery, and they will struggle, and they say, God, please take away, take away these feelings. I mean, this is overwhelmingly what people do when they're doing sin, when they're doing immorality, when they're doing addictions. They focus on the wrong thing. It doesn't matter how you feel. And no, God won't take away your feelings. You know, that's going to be discouraging for a lot of people who've been praying, oh, God, take away this feeling of God, please take away these feelings for drugs. God, t- please take away these feelings for you know having sex with my neighbor's wife. God, please take. He's not going to take away the feelings. The beauty is you don't have to do what you feel when you start to understand that the grace of God in us sets us free from our feelings. That despite what we feel, we choose to do the right thing. That is a life changer, and it's a big deal. And it was for that I was, I was so blessed when she came and That's told me cool. that she's all these years struggling with alcoholism. The one thing that set her free was hearing me tell her, you don't have to do what you feel. Mm-hmm. Anyway, your problem, my dear, is you are trying to make all of your life decisions. 35, still single, because you've been in love with this guy waiting for his wife to all
3: <laughs> kiss geez. off.
1: And now and you think you want to make all these decisions based on your feelings toward him. And I'm telling you, you're headed for a disaster. You're not supposed to do that. Doesn't matter. And look what. Let's say she's not even headed for a disaster. Let's say it'll be just a wonderful, fabulous marriage. I'm telling you, biblically, we have... There's people who absolutely believe. As long as the outcome changes, it doesn't matter what God says. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave my wife and shack up with this other chick. And as long
2: as it turns out okay And for it turns us. out, well, we we're, we get along great,
1: and mm-hmm. we've been married for 20 years now. God bless me God, with God, this grace. Is it wrong? Yes. yes. It was adultery. Yeah. Yeah. People don't get this. No. Because as
2: long as they're happy, that's their measuring stick for whether or not it's okay. Yeah.
1: Their happiness or that works out. It's, it's like someone stealing and getting away with it. If I stole $10 million today and got away with it, my life would be pretty good. It really would. $10 million is a lot of money. And, man, I've been able to give to missions. And and i you know the investments that I make and I made even more millions and I tithe all that and look at all the lives that have been changed and helped because of this money. Is it right? Nope. No, because thou shalt not steal. You don't steal. But people they don't care what God they don't care what God says about anything. They think God suggests things. Thou shalt not steal is a suggestion. Thou shalt not kill is ordinarily. Thou shalt not commit adultery unless you really find someone you really like. All, he just, they think it's all just suggestions and that their outcomes and how they feel changes the rule. It does not. It never changes the rule. God's word is God's word and it's serious. And uh, there will be a day we will all stand on the day of judgment and we will, our lives will be measured against his standard. And how you felt or anything else won't mean jack. All right, we'll take a break and be back with more emails right
0: after this. Attend Mark's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage event. Visit LaughYourWay.com for upcoming dates and locations. Play me three chords Twelve bars and burn it slow
1: we're back on the Mark Gunger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationship. Answering your emails.
3: What do you have
2: there? Okay, this is a dating question. She says, I've been dating my boyfriend two and a half years. Mm-hmm. We're at about the same point in college. He's 18. I'm 20. Our relationship is better than ever. The mm-hmm. thing is, he wants to be young and crazy and try some different drugs. <laughs> also,
3: different as in other than the ones they're currently doing? hmm
2: He does a fair amount of research on the drugs. At what point is it too much, he wants to know. I trust him and honestly think it's just a phase and, ready, (laughs) that he will stop when we get married. Oh! That's a great plan! Our compromise is that he wouldn't put me in harm's way Uh and will stop if and when we get married. He Uh justifies it because his dad did this kind of thing when he was younger and now his dad doesn't do it anymore and is a doctor. Uh He also lives a thousand miles away from me and we Uh really do want to stay together. He is relatively perfect in every other way and Uh I wouldn't put up with it if we got married, she says. Is it okay to put up with it for now or am I being delusional? As long as we have a line, I can't control every move, she says.
1: Okay, what you need to do is come over here. And uh, let me put my arms around you and
3: shove your head in the toilet and give you a swirly. Are you delusional?
1: She Dear,
2: says, am I being delusional? You she are the poster
1: child for delusion. <laughs> if you look up delusional in the dictionary, you'll see your picture there. I won't put up with it when I'm married. You're lying, because you put up with it now. Mm -hmm. What you do during your dating, what you tolerate in your dating, is what you'll tolerate in your marriage. I'm dating a boy who wants to do drugs. Really, how dumb are you? You dump him. How dumb is that? He just
3: wants to try different
1: And
2: he's going to research, properly research him, and his dad did it, and he's perfectly fine now, and doesn't do it anymore, and he's a doctor even.
3: Look, the guy's an idiot, okay? He's
1: a self-centered, narcissistic explorer that wants to do drugs.
3: Okay, that's his choice. Maybe he wants to be a pharmacist. <laughs> Maybe. How are you supposed to be able to tell someone the you side can't. effects that's right you of can't. heroin if you haven't yourself done it? <laughs> sure. That's right.
1: Look, I don't have a problem with him. I mean what he's doing is is clearly insane. You know it's insane. That's why you're writing me. The fact that you are considering maintaining a relationship with this boy And thinking it'll fix when we get married means you are delusional. You don't know what you're talking about. You are headed for the greatest disaster in your life. You want to get married and be an absolutely miserable woman for the rest of your married life, keep doing what you're doing. Or you can use your brain, a little bit of common sense, and dump this guy and move on. Nothing else to say. That's
2: crazy. That's just... That's a little bit on the crazy side.
1: She gets the go button, too.
3: <laughs> You've been goaded and swirlied. He is perfect other than that, though.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> every other way.
3: At bad. least you didn't call him a man yeah. of God.
2: No. Didn't or I'd be
1: really him. going psycho right now.
2: And I didn't even ask that. I was tempted to say, are y'all Christians? But I thought, yeah, I, I'm not I, even I going know. down yeah. that we path. We
1: don't know. You may not be a Christian. He may not be a Christian. That's, it's irrelevant. This is a real easy thing. Mm -hmm. I am dating a boy who wants to do drugs, Run. but says he'll stop when we get married. (laughs) You are out of your mind. All right,
3: move on.
2: Okay, you're you're going to really like this one too. Uh huh. -huh. Uh, He says, uh, "Let me start." Maybe she doesn't know
3: how drugs work.
2: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) the addictive. There's actually an
3: addicted Mm -hmm. property. Mm -hmm. That's why people want to try them. Do you think she's just that clueless?
2: I don't
1: know. I mean, she's listening to the show. God bless her. We don't. I'm not trying to be mean, but really, girl, are you like maybe she's on drugs? She could be maybe on drugs. She's
2: gotten him. to...
1: Maybe she is like was doing mescaline
3: when she wrote the. What is mescaline? You don't know what mescaline is? No, that I do be, know. Must it must be a sixties thing. Yes. Huh? It's, it's like from
1: uh, the peyote plant or something like yeah. that, Yeah. and the Indians would take it. And just, oh yeah, my whole generation
2: yeah.
3: did <laughs> Yeah. Very,
1: very. Uh, so should
3: I tell? It's kind of a version
2: of like. I should tell my category. wife I should yeah. try it because my dad. Because uh, my dad did yeah, it. And yeah, he's perfectly fine now. Look at him now. My dad did it. Yeah. So I should be able
3: to do it. So maybe that she, should be the reason I maybe shouldn't do it. She's on drugs. I
1: don't know. Just. The the, you know the problem is is that there's millions of women who think this way. The guy's doing something she cannot stand. Well, not just drugs. Not I'm just saying anything. It might be picking his nose in public, whatever it is. But he'll stop when I marry him. He's
2: texting other girls. Girls. He's looking at porn.
1: He'll stop when I get married.
2: He flirts with other women.
1: He passes gas publicly (laughs) everywhere. But he'll stop when I get married.
2: That's what they think. He goes out and parties every weekend and gets bombed.
1: Yeah, but he won't do that after we get married. There are millions of you girls who think this way. Mm -hmm. And you are all
3: out of your Mm. ever-loving minds. He's got a handful of wild oats, and he just needs to (laughs) sow them. um, mm
2: -hmm. Apparently.
3: That was too quiet. Oh, I hit the wrong button. That's why.
2: Oh, I heard it.
1: (laughs) There's Otter. Anyway, all right. Let's take a break before I have a fit. And we'll be back with more right after this. Mm -hmm.
0: Want more of Mark? Visit markgunger.com. There you will find everything that Mark has to offer.
1: On the Mark Gunger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships. What do you got?
2: He says, I am a black 40-year-old Christian man coming from South America and now living in South Africa for good. Okay. I would love to marry a white woman because I love the white race. I understand their culture and was raised in a white church. However, Uh it is not easy to catch the attention of a white woman in the church because uh, South Africa is tainted by post-apartheid hatred. More like racism in the church. Most white women in South Africa are still in the apartheid mode where they were taught that interracial dating is a sin.
1: Okay, first of all, he's not right. Okay. Uh, if, if you're going to a hardcore Afrikaans church, there are some of those who still think that way. I've been in Africa. There is much less racism in South Africa than there is in the United States. I would, of agree,
2: with I would agree with that. Anybody
1: who goes that. there knows that. There's way more sex uh, racial tension in America. I got the other opinion when I was there. Oh, really? really? <laughs> oh,
3: you're weird, man, because I, I, I didn't I get was b- around a lot more Afrikaners, I suppose. But It's
1: Maybe. the Afrikaans deal. Those guys, the hardcore Afrikaners, still really carry it. But mo- there's a lot of English white people, there's a lot of people of different races, and a lot of white people who aren't Afrikaans. Uh, and a lot of wonderful evangelical churches full of people that are not full of hardcore Afri- and these are Afrikaners. I mean, they're there's there's they'll sing in worship in their churches in Africa. And I've been in those churches and th- and that doesn't even mean that all of them think that way. But mm-hmm. I mean, what he's describing is not accurate. I don't believe that's accurate that the the majority of uh, white people think and racial like that at all and anyway if that's what you think you're hanging around the wrong people it's very simple go hang around some people who don't think that way you know there's fabulous churches we've been part of so many churches they're great in fact there are (laughs) i think there are more uh uh race conscious people I, i really do in america than there are there i don't think people have a problem with it nearly as much as he thinks he does uh, as they do, so I would, uh, I would go. You're hanging with the wrong people. If you're hanging with a bunch of racists, <laughs> well, maybe you should hang with somebody.
2: Else. Try a different church.
1: First of all, if you're black, why are you hanging with a bunch of white racists?
2: That
0: doesn't make any because sense. Because he me. wants
2: to marry a white woman. Well, there's all kinds of white chicks who
1: are not racist, and all kinds of churches out there. And, b- and all I will say though, if you live in a country where, what is it, 90% of everybody is black and you want a white chick, yeah, might be a little bit of a struggle for you. Why you think that way, I think you're crazy. South Africa, Africa in general, is filled with some of the most gorgeous drop dead black women on the face of the earth. And you're ignoring all that so you can chase some white chick? You're a little nuts anyway. <laughs> he needs a swirly. Where's my swirly button?
3: You've been swirledified. You've been there, right? You've
1: yeah. been
2: there, yeah. Well, it's... Phil said that he had a different experience than we did. Oh, yeah, was... he's a little
1: nuts himself. But uh... <laughs> no, there's, there's, these women are gorgeous over there. Goodness gracious! And first of all, who thinks in terms of I need the right color? I, th- I think he's got a problem. <laughs> he's black, but he doesn't want to marry a black chick. He wants to marry a white chick. But it is like the white chicks because they're too racist. Which is, this is one of the oddest emails we've ever gotten. I think that's just where very, very he was strange. saying he was
3: raised in a white culture. But still, so what do you care? I was in raised
1: in a white culture.
3: culture. If I was in Africa, I'd email. have
1: no problem marrying one of them gorgeous black chicks. Why anybody even thinks in these terms that are making sense to me? I don't know. I guess I'm odd.
2: Enjoy. I'm also wondering at What version of white woman Is he looking for I don't know
1: Look If you're hanging around A bunch of white racist chicks <laughs> Go find some different
3: ones What do you want me to say Alright we'll see you. Bye 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 boys Have fun storming the castle